We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. Outside the through door. He'll get the flyby. Three on the way, and he rattles it in. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes it in. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Sunday, May 15th. Two days from the NBA Draft Lottery. Two days where regardless if it's a good outcome or a bad outcome, we can all collectively stop clenching our butts and just let it go. The stress, the anxiety will be gone. We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, official pod of SI Thunder, and I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got my guy, Justin Peabody, with me. Hello, everybody. The man making the magic happen. We got J.D. Silva. Fellas. And we may have Taylor join us later. Dad doing dad stuff currently. So uh, we'll see how, how the Peterson baby fares the rest of the evening to see if Taylor will join us or not. Gentlemen, I feel like we've talked about the same thing over and over and over about you know where the Thunder's going to land. All these tankathon spins. We'll do our final tankathon spin tonight too. Yeah, at least final tankathon spin for the OKC or for the the uncontested podcast for the OKC Thunder. <laughs> but before we dive into, I, I think we have some some fresh content tonight. It's not something that we've talked about previously. Before we get there, though, I have to ask you. If you just got waxed by 40 points in a game seven, and then you had to come out and sit at the podium and give press availability, what are you saying? I'm just here so I don't get fined. I love it. I'd probably talk about the flight I'm booking. <laughs> I'm booking to like Nepal so I could start climbing mountains without any technology on me and finding like a Buddhist <laughs> temple somewhere in the mountains. I'm not That's going back. Tough. That's tough, man. I, yeah. Like, Monty Williams is a good dude. He doesn't deserve to have to go out there and do media availability tonight. Like, watching a little bit of Boston, Milwaukee this afternoon, 
I was like, yeah, man, game sevens are awesome. I can't wait for the Thunder to be back in the playoffs, like get to experience that again. And then watching the Phoenix crowd as it just got worse and worse and worse. And remembering the flip side of the playoffs, uh, which Thunder fans are not unfamiliar with. Uh, they We've had plenty of moments to experience like that. Not necessarily in a game seven, but uh, the highs and lows of NBA playoff basketball on full display today. That potential for embarrassment is always there. Yeah. I and mean, that's so tough. That's man. so bad. I, I, Getting even cooked like by injuries Dinwiddie. that we don't know about. And it's like at a, home too, which yeah, is like yeah. the worst part of it. Um, neither of the game sevens necessarily close either. Yeah. You know, typically mm-hmm. we've had game seven since this, I think. But I always think back to that Jazz Denver series in the bubble round one. Yep. That game seven where dudes were just like, it was ugly basketball because yeah. dudes were just fighting and clawing. And um, who was it? A, a Mike Conley three quarters court heave like rattles out at the buzzer to win yes. it. Like it came down to that very, very last moment. I always think about that game seven and how awesome that was. Or game seven in the finals, dubs versus Cleveland and just the, the tension that. that built in that game. Um, neither one of these really had that kind of sucks. It is a letdown for Sunday viewing. That's for sure. But Hey, now people can, uh, can tune into the uncontested, which is going to be much more interesting than, uh, Dallas fans just watching hockey tonight. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Big Mike says, let's be honest. Robert Sarver kind of deserves this. Maybe he did, but Chris <laughs> Paul did not. Uh, I think tough odds on betting is like Sarver is not the owner of the Suns next year. I would say that is that feels like a safe bet. Yep. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's dive into some Thunder stuff now. Two days away from the NBA draft lottery. Uh, incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. Also incredibly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going to finally see what happens. Uh, if you joined us Friday on Twitter Spaces, uh, Silva, Taylor, and I did an exercise where we intentionally got a tankathon spin that landed the Thunder at six. And then we tried to trade pick six up into like the top three. And we discussed who was in the top three in that lottery spin, uh, what the types of trade packages would look like, what teams would be looking for, etc. Tonight on the show, same exercise, different draft pick. We have already done our tank thon spin. Uh, the results are Houston at one, San Antonio at two, Detroit at three, Thunder stay at number four. But we're going to ignore that top four. Thunder are at four. That's awesome. But we're going to ignore that top four because tonight we are going to try to trade pick 12 back up into the top 10. Uh, we're going to try to trade it to Orlando at five, Indiana at six, Portland at seven, Sacramento at eight, the Pelicans at nine, the Washington Wizards at 10, and the New York Knicks at 11. So let's start at the worst pick, guys, at pick 11 uh, and talk what it would take to move up one spot and work our way all the way up to pick number five. And while we do this, we can also discuss who the Thunder's target might be in that like five to 10 range as well. So Justin, why don't you lead us off here? Uh, we're trying to trade pick 12 up one spot to the New York Knicks at pick 11. 
Um, I mean, let's just throw in like a pack of Sonic hard seltzers and call it a day, right? Um, give him give him a little ocean water, blow that New Yorker mind. <laughs> I think that would get it done. But uh, in all honesty, looking at the Knicks, um, I mean, looking at the Knicks, man. <laughs> just look at them. Just look at them. Um, not a great place to be stuck in the middle. Um, I guess it's better than being stuck at the bottom like they had been previously. But I feel like they could use um, could use anything from a player standpoint. I feel like what they need is a pick. I think giving them some future draft capital is maybe more enticing than anybody on the Thunder roster, at least for like moving one spot. Mm-hmm. Like, does a does Mike Muscala move you one spot? I don't know. Maybe I don't but think so. Does I was thinking Baisley like a Darius Baisley. Spot? Yeah, maybe yeah. Darius Baisley. I, it to me, it feels like a a future pick of some sort. Tossing mm-hmm. a future pick, give him a little more draft capital. And does twelve probably, and thirty get it done? Twelve and thirty probably gets it done. Probably you think does. So. I was thinking about that. Yeah. My my issue with this one, and I and I I think us three. Um, are good at looking at things perspectively uh, and taking both sides. I don't see the Knicks trading back, honestly. Like I see them using pick 11 to try to go make a splash and get like a bigger named guy. Like would they trade pick 11 and Evan Fournier um, in a sign and trade for like Jalen Brunson or something, you know, like I see them trying yeah, mm-hmm. to do something along those lines and not get a, a mild asset from OKC to slide back one spot. Now, maybe they I don't agree. have a trade, yeah, a, a big trade in their pocket and, and something like that is possible. I think 12 and 30 yeah. makes a lot of sense, but so feels- you meant, you mentioned Baisley. I think Baisley is interesting here too. He feels like a Nick. Just in general, I feel like a, Julius Randle might be on the way out sometime soon and he would slot right in in that in that role if even 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 if he's not as skilled as Julius Rich Paul getting him to a big market yep fits the narrative it i think though does. like it, it if you're the Knicks and you can't trade up and it it feels like a very um it feels like something Sam Presti would do like you're mm-hmm. at 11 maybe you have your eye on somebody and you talk to the thunder and it's like all right i feel like they'll probably still be there at 12 let's go scoop up an extra pick and still get the guy we want anyway. That's a very that's shrewd business right there. Yeah. Now there has to be a guy that like Presti is really chomping at the bit to just jump one spot. Right. Yeah. Like sure. one, once but you typically don't see teams unless it's at the very, very top. Yep. I think the farther down the draft board you get, jumping one spot is less significant. But at For the sure. top, jumping one spot is very significant. Yeah, that's a good point. It probably makes a lot less sense from the Thunder's perspective mm-hmm. that trade than it would from the Knicks' perspective. Yeah, like jumping four to three is much more seismic than jumping twelve to eleven, for sure. I think this one's kind of a wash. I think both teams would kind of walk away from this, don't you guys think so? I yeah. agree. Doesn't make much of a difference for either one of them. All right. Well, Silva, you got the next one then, which is Washington at pick ten. Yeah, I wonder if we could. Give them their trade uh, 12 and give them their pick back that we acquired recently. I'm looking up the details of that trade. Acquired with a 2021 number 16 pick. Was that the Shangun pick? 
Yes, that we the Thunder got that pick from Houston. Yes, and the Shengun trade, and I think I have the details I, of that pick. I could be wrong. I think that pick is a pick that Houston got from the Russell Westbrook trade. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the the details of that pick really quick. Top fourteen protected in twenty three, top twelve in twenty four, top ten in twenty twenty five, and then and, top, yeah. An underrated thing of them getting that pick back is the stepping in rule, right? If they want to trade a future pick, they're kind of limited because they don't know when that pick is going to convey. And so you can't trade it uh, in any of those years it could convey or the year before or the year after, uh, unless you put like some crazy stipulations on it. So getting that pick back for them kind of opens up a lot of doors for them as far as making future deals. Yeah, uh, do you think that's could that be an would you think that'd be an overpay or is that fine? I'm trying I to I think that's about market value, Justin, do you think so? I think so. I think that feels fair. You drop two spots and you get your future pick back and maybe Yeah. Washington is a team that feels like, "Hey, we can use the pick we just got back to go and make a deal to to build something around Bradley Beal." And maybe we could slide back to 12 and still get a guy that's like in this tier that we like. I think they need a point guard really bad. Mm -hmm. There's like a Dyson Daniels that's still on the board at 12. And so they feel like they can slide down two spots, still get Dyson, get their own asset back and be able to make another trade over the summer to really like solidify their roster. That one makes some sense to me, Silva. That's probably the type of value Presti was thinking about when he traded away the Shangun pick last last season since yeah. Houston offered two for that pick. This would let yeah. Oklahoma City move up two spots in this draft. And then yep. you still have that leftover pick from the Shangun trade. So it's right. like you're getting more bang for your buck. That's mm-hmm. that's a total Presti move right there, I think. <laughs> what kind of player do you think is available at 10 at Thunder we're looking at? Would Duran do you think Duran's gonna slide to 10? I think Duran is a is a player who could definitely be there. I could see him being a big enough prospect for them to move up and take since if they'd be afraid of him being taken at 11 or with that pick by a different team Justin, do you think duran fits like sam presti like do you think sam would take duran i think he'd take duran yeah if he's there i think absolutely um i i don't know if he'll be there i kind of think he might be gone already i could see him being taken around like eight Mm -hmm. i'm wondering about like aj griffin if AJ Griffin slid, Slides. I think that would make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, here's we've talked a little bit about this one. I know Kamiar isn't high on this one at all. Uh, so Kamiar, if you're listening, I apologize. Jeremy Sohan seems like I a real thundery pick. To say that too. Sohan and AJ Griffin, I think, are are intriguing here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sohan. I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if I would want <laughs> Sohan and Baisley on the team at the same time. I'd, I'd be looking for a way to reroute old Darius out of here. If we have so- if we have Sohan, I like Sohan in general. Uh, yeah, has lots. Justin had the idea last week. If they draft him, we're making uh, what was the shirt idea? Justin don't mess with the Sohan. Sohan. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Dumb. I'm sorry to everyone again. <laughs> no, we're making it. And then if they draft <laughs> Paulo, we're making like Apollo thirteen shirts, like. If he does, he should wear 13. Like, I know, you know, he's got five in college, but if he comes to the Thunder, five's taken. Get that boy in 13. Apollo 13 is not the one that blew up, is it? Um, We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, I don't know. Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, God. No, I don't know. I don't know. Well, hey, 
Apollo's going to blow up and be a superstar. Mm. That's probably a pretty insensitive joke. Apollo on the rockets. Um, <laughs> I think an Apollo AJ Griffin slide. The rockets. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. I think you that, just manifested that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah free T-shirt so. idea to all our rockets. Fans it's not free. Out there. It's not free. Um, we're gonna make it anyway. Yeah, yeah. If someone makes it, we're gonna sue. So it sounds like at ten, I, I think the deal to, with Washington is twelve, and Washington's future pick that the Thunder owe back to them. Yeah, the Thunder probably do it to go get a guy like Sohan, a guy like AJ Griffin. What if a guy like Ben Matherin is still available there? Is that a yeah. guy you see the Thunder reaching for? I'd take Matherin too. Yeah. Is he like a book knight with less risk? Because since he has more, I think he's more defensive upside. I feel more defensive upside, but he does. He has mental lapses defensively Mm, a lot. I think last week on the show I said that I thought the the peak Ben Matherin comp is like Thunder Edition Victor Oladipo. It's funny you say that. I I have Kevin O'Connor's big board pulled up. And he has for Matherin shades of Jamal Crawford, Karis Levert, and Prime Oladipo. See, I don't think pr- Prime Oladipo to me is first year Indiana Pacers Oladipo, who was yeah, insane. An who went, yeah, toe to toe with LeBron James right. in the playoffs. <laughs> right. I don't see that. Yeah. I mean, that'd be freaking awesome. Shades of, shades of. Yeah. There you go. All right. Justin, you get the next one. Uh, this one, we're trying to trade up to number nine with the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are a weird one again. Um, obviously, the very, very fun play-in that we watched together in person—that was a blast. Um, they have kind of positioned themselves like it doesn't seem like they're looking to make any splashy moves. So it's there's not any like massive gaps on their roster. I mean, listen, the, the most obvious deal here is is we'll take that pesky Zion situation off your hands <laughs> and you can give us pick nine. We'll give you 12 <laughs> in return just because we care. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of it. that, outside of that, I think, again, like draft capital is probably the right move here. Um, the thing is, they already have so much draft capital in the uh, in the AD sound trade. like someone talking about the Thunder. Yeah, no. Is there is there a thing such thing as too much? Well, I don't think there is. Here's my argument against that, Justin. I think for the Thunder, a team that is still deep in the rebuild, you could argue like, okay, okay more fair. draft capital is good. I see where you're going. But the Pelicans have expectations next year now. That's fair. They need something okay. like tangible. That's mm-hmm. fair. I'll buy that. So if the Thunder, let's let's work off some assumptions here. If the Thunder are giving something tangible and not a future draft asset, um, does I don't want to just keep throwing Darius Baisley? Is there any salary the Thunder can take back? I I think the Pelican, the biggest need for the Pelicans, um, is probably like a playmaking guard. That so it's funny you say that because I was just about to float the idea of like Ty Jerome to new Orleans. I can think that fits, but that doesn't move you up. It would have to be 12 tie and something. Yeah. No, a tie on its own definitely doesn't get it done, but of the thunder guards, he's probably the one that fits the best. Like Teo doesn't do anything to that trade. 
Veet Krejci doesn't do anything to that trade. Trey Mann is just CJ McCollum 2.0. Yeah, you're, you're not giving Trey Mann to move up three spots. Probably. Do they want Kenrich back? <laughs> That'd be yes. incredible. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Maximizing your investments on Kenny Hustle. I mean, I feel like Ty Jerome and a and a draft capital sweetener maybe gets you there with 12, yeah. obviously. Um, at nine, I have to ask it. I'm going to ask it from nine up. Okay. With the contract situation looming, I think it's too much here, but 12 and Dort. Yeah, I don't think so. Dort and Zion on the same team is incredible. It's like (laughs) Dort and then like six, eight Dort. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's a girthy team. (laughs) I don't like that phrase. (laughs) Sick. You they must. got a lot of girth, and then they got skinny old um, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't do that to move up to nine. That seems steep. that's an overpay, considering that that's kind of what they were looking to move from six to three. And like you said, moving from six to three last year, even though it's three spots, is not the same as moving from twelve to nine. Totally agreed. I struggle to see a trade here. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I think that's kind of where we're at. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. I feel like the Pelicans are are very happy to stand pat in this situation. Definitely. Next one for Silva trading up to pick number eight, the Sacramento Kings. I made a joke about how I would need to lowball them on the Twitter spaces. <laughs> I feel like I, I could try that here. 12, 12 and thirty. Twelve and thirty. Move up to. It's not enough. It's not enough. Do I will ask the question is Dort an overpay in this scenario? 12 and say Dort. Yes. I still kind of think it is too. I might you have to keep that in my back pocket for one more. Now, yeah. could you fool the Kings into overpaying for Kenny Hustle? Maybe it's cheaper, it could be like a cheaper Harrison Barnes for their, it, it their team. Feels like 12 30 and Kenny. It feels like the, the tier of player that they would get irrationally excited about acquiring. And let's be very clear, like, A, the Sacramento Kings have no plan. They're just, they are the epitome of, um, F it, let's do it live. (laughs) Bill O'Reilly, like, that is exactly what they are doing here. They're just rolling Uh, the ball out. Also, Silva, (laughs) that would be an incredible sound drop. You need to get Bill O'Reilly saying, F it, we'll just do it live. Um, We'll have to grab that. Yeah, we'll have to get that one. Um like they are not interested in rebuilding and a high lottery pick is rebuilding. They, I mean, they proved it last year when they traded Tyrese Halliburton uh, for DeMontis Sabonis, they are not interested in playing the long game and doing this the right way. Uh, What did Sam Presti say? Uh, Doing it, trying to fix it quickly takes a long time. That's, that's, that is straight up throwing shades <laughs> at Sacramento Kings. The Kings in the nutshell right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think something like 1230 and Kenrich could be on the table here because Kenrich yeah. makes them better today. Yep. Yeah. I think that's that's an interesting one. He might be like their second best small forward immediately. Yeah, it might you would maybe have to <laughs> yeah. do like what if it was is it too much if it's twelve thirty Kenrich? In Muscala, 
Hmm. Is that would too you, much? It, would that be just for that pick? Yes. 1230 like Kenrich Muscala to jump from 12 to 8. Feels like a lot. I'd drop 30. I don't know that that changes it that much, but it doesn't feel like they need all of that. I think that's probably what they'd ask for. Yeah. From the Kings perspective. What if it was 34 instead of 30? Yeah. The funny thing is both those players like help them. Both of them do like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't move the needle a lot, but it does move the needle. Mm -hmm. I don't think Darius Baisley makes a ton of sense there with Harrison Barnes and Sabonis. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. This is one where Baisley doesn't make sense. Yeah. Is there some bad salary you could take back from them? Like, I don't know. I don't think the Kings are like savvy enough to know to trade away bad salary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ron and Eve would question that immediately. The Aaron Fox, so, so, the Aaron so Fox might be their bad salary in a couple of years. Oh my gosh. I'm going to take the Kings perspective on this and I'm asking okay. for 1230 Kenrich and Mike Muscala for eight. Thunder brain trust. That's that's what I got on the table. Pick eight is currently on the clock. You want it or not? This is definitely AJ Griffin range. Yep. This is. I don't think it's probably Keegan Murray range. This is Jalen Duran possible range. Yeah. That's the ben one. Ben Thurin, Jeremy Sohan are are still yep. available. Yeah. Yep. I think you do it. That also lets you free up a couple roster spots, right? You're going to have to trim roster spots anyways. Yep. Yeah. I think you do it. I mean, the, the flip side of like of putting the, the realism hat on with both of these picks is like the emotional side of things of Kenny saying he wants to retire in OKC and everybody's well aware of how Mike Muscala feels about OKC. Like those are like the two worst guys to trade to Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. If you're trading them to like, Dallas, right, or Golden State or Boston, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Trading them to literal hell. Basketball hell. Basketball hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be bad. Yeah. That's uh, you can you can uh, promise them a ticket to the next legacy celebration that the Thunder have. <laughs> there in however go. many years. <laughs> I think I think for the Thunder you have to take that deal, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yep. All right. Um, I think that was that one Silva's? Yes. Yep. Okay. Justin, you are up number seven. We're trying to trade mm, up to number mm. seven in the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers. Um, I thought we were doing the Pacers. Sorry, I got very confused. I was looking at my screen <laughs> and I had the Pacers pulled up <laughs> as I was saying the words Portland Trailblazers. Um, yeah, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this is a team that wants to win yes. now. They mm-hmm. want to win now. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like the obvious one from Portland's perspective here is probably Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably the only one, like, player-wise. I don't know that anybody else on OKC is, like, getting the Trailblazers front office excited. But Lou Dort on that team would be, he'd be a nice complimentary piece. I think so. I think he's basically as good as Josh Hart. Close to it, at least. At you least. could play Josh at the three. Yeah. That'd be helpful. 
yeah basically could help like marginally because they just traded away larry nance and yeah but yeah they they would want dort i think i think they'd want dort Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know it's getting more feasible in this range 12 and dort makes a little more sense here 12 and dort to get to seven um that feels like something the Thunder would entertain, at least. I mean, we've mentioned Jalen Duran a couple times, but like Shaden Sharp potentially? Question mark. If you yeah. could get Shaden Sharp, you trade twelve and Dort to do it. I think so. I think you probably do, even if it hurts. Here's an idea: our first three teamer of the night. Oh, mm-hmm. you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Pick 12 and pick 30. I'm still working through this in my brain. (laughs) Pick 12, pick 30, and a future Portland pick go to Detroit. Jeremy Grant. Goes to Portland. Uh huh. Pick what are pick are we on seven? Mm-hmm. Pick seven, and for salary matches matching purposes, because uh, the Blazers have to match salary. Eric Bledsoe come back to OKC. There's one more. Um, there has to be one more piece from OKC going out because twelve and thirty. And taking on Eric Bledsoe, I don't think is going to finish this thing off. So we're going to also send uh, Kenrich Williams. So 12, 30, Kenrich Williams, and you eat um, Bledsoe's salary. Bledsoe's salary. Portland gets out of the draft, gives up a future pick, and they get off of Bledsoe uh, to get Jeremy Grant. Yep. And then the Pistons get three picks, 12, 30, and then a future Portland pick. I think mm. that sounds good. Question so mark? Yeah. Who says no? <sighs> Most likely, I feel like OKC. Yeah. Would they, okay. I feel like yeah. they're doing the most legwork in that mm-hmm. trade. Portland's giving up two picks and Eric Bledsoe. Yep. For for Jeremy Grant. Yep. The Pistons are just giving up Grant for three picks. Yep. Which kind of feels like an overpay. Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just literally pulled that out of my ass live on the podcast. <laughs> so well, I was going to say that uh, was much great. more detailed than I could wing on yeah. the spot. That, that gets to the point that I was going to talk about is that in this scenario, OKC would probably be in a bidding war with Detroit since mm-hmm. Portland wants yep. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, that's a great point. Is seven, let's just, let's remove Oklahoma City from that for a moment. Is seven too much for Jeremy Grant? That might be about right. I feel like it's a bit of an overpay. It probably is, but... I, think, I mean, again, Eric Bledsoe is the easy salary match there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I 
if but you're what Detroit, do you have if, if you're, you're Detroit, would you rather get pick seven or pick 12, 30, and a future Portland pick? That package. Oh, yeah. I think I'd take the more more bites at the apple. Yep. I think so too. Especially, Especially already, you're not trying to, I mean, you'd love to get another superstar, but you've already got piece number one in place with Cade. Yep. I don't know how much better picks the, the player pick at pick seven you'll find than at pick 12 at this point either. It's a good point. It's a good point. Silva, you got the next one. Uh, it is pick six in the Indiana Pacers. Oh, fun. Let's see. What can we do here? It's going to be 12. It's going to be 30. What, do, what does Indiana want? Is Indiana just taking Keegan Murray at six? This <laughs> That feels very likely. That feels, right. feels very Indiana. Uh, it does. <sighs> what would it be? What would it be? The Pacers just very uninspiring on paper. Like they have <laughs> Miles Turner, they have Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. Um, will TJ Warren ever play basketball again? We'll see. <laughs> they have O'Shea Brissett, which I always read his name as Brisket. Mm, uh, yeah. Buddy Heald, Malcolm Brogdon. Like, I feel like they could be primed to make a handful of moves. Yeah, they have players at like every position that are solid, like that, that have trade value at least. Right. I don't Would know. Would you what give players... them 12, 34, and Dort for six? Yeah. Tyrese plays the one, Dort plays the two on that team. Yeah. Yep. They drop back. Uh, six spots to 12, and then they pick up a, a high-level second-rounder as well. I don't know what their their pick situation looks like this year. Um, let's see if I can figure that out real quick. They Oh, I didn't know they own the Houston Rockets second-round pick, so they have 5, 31, and 60 in this draft. Hmm. Hmm. That, that trade probably works. Dort seems like I don't know how long Buddy Heald is going to be on that team either. They might need another mm-hmm. another wing. Same for same for Brogdon. I don't know how long he's going to be on that team. Dort, I don't know. I feel like Dort and Halliburton are around the same age. I accidentally lost our uh, our mock spin there because I <laughs> went to the Indiana page on Tankathon. So, oh, I bet I can just click back. I wonder. Oh, there we go. Yep, that's it. Think there's any interest from the Pacers in like a Isaiah Roby or Derek Favors as like a backup to Miles Turner? I think mm. both of those guys have negative trade value. <laughs> that's not to be rude. I'm just trying like, to get some new names involved yeah, here. That's I know, all. Yeah, I know. Like, does I Trey Mann do something for you here? Would you rather do 1234 and Trey Mann? No. I, kind of depends on on your evaluation of trey versus lou yeah i think at um, some point something has to give with thunder and backcourt players yeah for sure there's yep. just too many of them if i'm an indiana fan i think i feel a little bit more excited about trey man's potential yeah yeah so justin if if 12 34 and trey was on the table for you to go get shaden you wouldn't do it I don't think I would. Are you that high on Trey Mann? 
I think it's a combination of that plus the unknownness of Shade and Sharp. It's fair. Like we're 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 betting on optimism, right? What the, if it's AJ Griffin? And you know that the injuries are okay. I think I still say no. Okay. I think what we know is like it, this is what I always come back to with draft trades is a draft pick or a draft um, uh, selection is all based on optimism, right? Like it is you're, you're drafting that off the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. But we know that most often it's not the best possible outcome. I think at least what we've seen so far from Trey Mann is tangible. And I think what we've seen is a player that has a much higher value than pick 18. Um, if you could go back, it's early, but if you could go back and redraft last year, I think he goes a lot higher. And, um, you know, you're probably still betting on some optimism too. After after a year of play, you're betting on that that trend continuing a little bit, but it's a little more tangible than any of these rookies or any of the draft selections would be because you've actually seen it in an NBA game. Uh, that's fair. Yep. Interesting. So our last team at pick number five is the Orlando Magic. Um, I don't think we need to spend long on this because I don't think there's a trade to be had. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Orlando has a full cupboard of picks after trading away Aaron Gordon and trading away uh, yep. Nikola Vucevic. Um, they have young guys at every spot. Um, I think the only players on the Thunder roster they would be interested in uh, to trade off pick number five would be Shea or Giddy, and neither of those things are happening. Yeah, I think they're more likely to be trying to trade up themselves in this situation. Yeah, yep. Agreed. I don't think there's much appetite. Now, if they were trading back from five to like six or five to seven, there could be something there. Um, I don't see them trading back to 12, though. Could you move up by taking QAnon Isaac off their hands? I doubt it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> actively watched an NBA player's trade value decline, not due to injury, in real time until last night. Who is more um, untouchable right now, Jonathan Isaac or Ennis Cantor? No, oh, Ennis Cantor. Well, <laughs> Ennis Cantor is not good enough to play NBA basketball now. If Jonathan Isaac is healthy, I think he is. Yep. But wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry, might be going Sorry for just taking for this podcast. For this healing process, he legitimately like might be just going all natural. That's why it's taking. Just let the bone heal on its own, baby. <laughs> Insane. All right. Um, so interesting to to recap real Jonathan, fast. Jonathan, yes, uh, no, I, I don't pod for my teenage girl's room. Damn it! <laughs> the lights. I like that you said yes at first, though. <laughs> I thought about leaning into it, and then I was like, you know what? That's not creepy that for me. <laughs> so to recap real quick, we don't think there's a trade up one spot. from 12 to 11 with New York. We think there is one to get to 10 for Washington uh, by giving them pick 12 and their pick that they owe OKC back. Uh, We didn't really see a pick with the New Orleans Pelicans. 
we do think 12 to 8 is possible if the Thunder trade 12, what was it, 12, 30, Kenrich Williams and Mike Muscala for pick 8. Uh, Portland, we were a little iffy on trading pick 12 and Dort for pick number 7. Uh, same thing with pick number 6, 12, Dort, and 34 to get to 6. I think that's kind of where we're at. Is that right? Feels right. It'll be interesting to see if the Thunder actively try to trade up um, from 12 on draft night. If we get any rumblings, um, yep. we know Presti will be aggressive. Uh, I wonder what aggressive to Presti looks like in that range. For sure. Depending. I mean, obviously depends how the you know top picks shake out and mm-hmm. who who he's got his, his little heart set on. Um, I mean, if you have some of those guys that we discussed, I think that's where it starts to feel more enticing is when you start talking about some of the prospects. Like if, if so-and-so is available at this pick, it makes it much more valuable than, you know, if they're already off the board. Definitely. Um, before we're done with draft stuff and we move on to um, other things that are still kind of draft related, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you guys this because I got this on a, a takeathon spin earlier. What would your preference be Tuesday night? Thunder get th- so for those of you who have forgot or uh, just don't know. Whenever they read off the the picks and what teams got what picks on Tuesday night, they start fourteen and they work all the way down to one. If they get to twelve and they announce pick twelve and they do not say Oklahoma City. That means pick 12 has jumped into the top four. All right. So which of these scenarios do you guys prefer? They read off 14 Cleveland Cavaliers, 13 um, Charlotte Hornets, 12 New York Knicks. And you immediately know, oh shit, that pick jumped to the top four. They get to pick seven Oklahoma City, six whoever, five whoever. Four Oklahoma City, so you get four and seven. Would you prefer that? We'll, we'll call that option A, or option B, which is where they get to pick twelve. They say Oklahoma City at seven. They don't say anything Thunder related. Six, it's not Thunder. Five, it's not Thunder. Four, it's not Thunder. Three, it's not Thunder. Mm. You get pick two. You want two and twelve or four and seven? Oh, good Lord. This is a riff on what we did last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think in this scenario, this is an easy one for me, just so you guys know. Hmm. It's a you very said that easy last one week, me. too. I think I go, um, I think I go four and seven this time. Last oh. time I was, uh, okay. Last time I was in the uh, the one and twelve versus three and six, right? That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think this time I go four and seven. All right. Last I'm... week with three and six, yeah, and, and it was three and six and one and twelve, right? So, so the, yeah. what this week it being two and seven? Sorry, two and twelve or four and seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if. If they read off that twelfth pick and it's not and it's not Oklahoma City. I am crying and throwing up right next. Dude, I will, I will <laughs> wherever we are live watching it at. I will puke profusely. <laughs> I might also poop and pee all three at the same time. 
Wow. With that being said, <laughs> just give me four and seven. <laughs> okay, I'm going two and twelve, guys. Okay, because you want the check. reason I'm switching from last week is I. It's top three or bust for me. That's fair. It is top three or bust. At four and seven, I think you are getting Shaden or Jaden and AJ Griffin, um, Ben Matherin, um, Jalen Duran. I would much rather get the second choice of Chet Paulo Jabari and then take who I can get at 12 or try one of these trade-ups. Take a a yeah. Sohan, take a Dyson Daniels, uh, take a whoever is at that spot uh, and get in that top three. To me, it is top three or bust. Fair argument. Fair I don't know for, if I'm. I don't know now. if I'm ready for Tuesday. I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> gonna be a nervous wreck. I'm gonna overthink it. Speaking of Tuesday, we want to let you guys know that we will be recording a podcast. We'll be live right here on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. So 7.30 p.m. Central Time is when we will officially know the lottery order. Uh, they'll probably – they do a 30-minute show on ESPN from 7 uh, Central to 7.30 Central. They'll probably start making the announcements on the picks at uh, like 7.25. And it'll just take five minutes for them to burn through that. They'll do 14 through 5. Then they'll cut to a commercial. Then they'll come back and do that top four. We're going to give it an hour to simmer, and then we will all be live right here. So make your plans Tuesday night after you watch the lottery uh, to join us at 8.30 p.m. Central Time right here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook as we break down everything you will need to know about those Thunder draft picks and how the lottery shakes out. With that being said, Silva, let's tell the people a little bit about the sponsors for the week before we move on. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design in the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, gentlemen, to close out the show tonight, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And so I came up with this plan. We're going to look at the four worst teams in the NBA, which are Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, Orlando Magic, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to take all the, the, the players off those four teams and put them into a pool. And then the three of us are going to snake draft out of that pool, five players. Okay. Now this isn't, we're not trying to build a starting five. So you don't need like a point guard and a center and a wing. Um, think of it more as like a, um, like an NBA expansion draft where you're just taking the best talent available um, to put on your team. And, and the whole point of this, this practice here is let's, let's see which of these teams have like the most valuable players, the highest blue cheap, blue chip pieces, not blue cheap, blue chip pieces um, currently in their rebuild. Okay. So uh, for those listeners who do not know a, the way a snake draft works is since there's three of us here, one of us will pick first, someone will pick second, someone will pick third, and then we're going to flip the order. So round two, whoever picked third will pick first. Whoever picks second will stay at second. Whoever picked first will pick third. So we just keep reversing the order. Um, we got to come up with an order. And what we're going to do <laughs> is the order of uh, who logged on to uh, StreamYard here mm. first. Bummer. So, so Silva gets pick one. <laughs> I get pick two. Justin gets pick three. But Justin, you get the double pick. You get mm-hmm. three, four. Mm-hmm. I'll get five. Silva will get six, but then he gets first pick next round, so it'll be seven. We're going to go until we each have five players. Again, we are drafting out of a pool of all Thunder, Magic, Piston, 
and Rockets players. So Silva, congratulations. You are first on the board. Who is your selection? You say congratulations, but all of a sudden I'm feeling a ton of pressure to get this. Right. <laughs> How do you think Sam Presti feels, buddy? Oh, God. Okay, let's see. Let's see. It's really between two for me. I need to factor in everything here. Let's see. Let's see. You know what? Give me Cade Cunningham. Oh, all right. Cade Cunningham is off the board. Silva is selecting him very first. Interesting. Um, this is an easy one for me, then. Uh, my pick is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander. Justin, you are up. I got to think about two picks. Um, I'm going. Who with, are you thinking through? Well, I feel like the obvious next pick is Jalen Green. Mm -hmm. I pick Jalen Green. Um, but then I feel like this is where it starts to get interesting. Hmm. Sorry. Did you, so did you say with pick three, you are taking Jalen? Yep. I'm going to take Jalen. Okay. I feel like he makes the most sense. After that, it, it opens up quite a bit. Oh, I yeah. I think. You think it opens up quite a bit? At the, well, I think there's two guys you can pick from here. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking Jeremy Grant. Oh, that's not a guy I was thinking about. No. Interesting. Let me actually, let me ask this question. Are we okay. talking like, what's the premise of this experiment? Is it like putting a team together? Just we're not putting a team together to play tomorrow. We're, okay. we're again, I think the best way to look at it as is us three are the three, the GMs of the three brand new teams in the okay. NBA. And there's an expansion draft where everybody's trying to available. put together like the best team right now. Yeah. Okay. You're trying then to get Jeremy the best Grant, talent. That's why I, that that would be why I would take Jeremy Green. Jeremy it's would like, help I, you win a basketball game tomorrow. Correct. But I think we are looking at like just okay. taking the best talent available for our franchise moving forward. Okay. In that case, probably not Jeremy Grant. Um, Josh Giddy. Is that who you want to take? And, well, he's Josh Giddy. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think Josh Giddy. All right. I'm going to go so with Josh Giddy. Taking Josh. Okay. I told you, I said there was two guys for me at that spot. You just took one off the board, so the other one becomes easy for me. Uh, I am taking Franz Wagner. Damn it. Nice. All right. Silva, right. you are on the board, and you get two picks here. Oh boy. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Jonathan Isaac. Oh my God. I think at this point is where it gets kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. I see. Got my eyes locked onto one here. Hmm. Wow. All right. Um, definitely going to go Sadiq Bay. Okay. Nice. That's, that feels like a solid pick. He's still relatively young. You're just taking all pistons so far. I know. Damn, it's like <laughs> I'm not. Killian take, Hayes up next. I'm not taking Jeremy Grant. I'm not taking Jeremy Grant. <laughs> oh God. Um. Give me. Oh, I'm gonna regret this. Give me. What position does Sadiq Bay play? Three. I think you play him three or four. Give I thought me... we weren't supposed to worry about positions. <laughs> yeah, don't worry Should... about positions. 
Jalen Suggs. Okay, that's a good pick. That's who okay. I was going to take if you didn't take him. Wow. I love how much anxiety this is very clearly giving Silva. I'm clearly in a warm room, right? War room right now based on the color. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take him then. I'll, I'll get Jeremy Grant at this point. How old is Jeremy Grant? Mm, good question. Looking it up right now. Jeremy Grant is um, the 28. 28 years old. Yeah, I'll take Jeremy Grant. I'm fine with that. Solid. Yep, I think that is solid. For me, next, you know... You're making picks three and four right now, right, oh, Justin? Gosh, yes. The double picks, man. Jacob's just living it easy one pick at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, I'm very intrigued at this point by Shangun. I'm also intrigued by... Trey Mann, Lou Dort. Um, I'm intrigued by Cole Anthony. Oh. <laughs> when I make lists of things that intrigue me, Cole Anthony is nowhere near the list. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably... I'm probably going with Shangun. Shangun. All right. And then, because I have to make another pick. Yes, you do. Um, I think I'm taking Trey Mann next. Okay. I like it. You can have Trey Mann. I will take Lou Dort here. I am very comfortable taking Dort in that spot. Jacob's then, getting an old team. Yeah. Do I yeah, pick twice here? Yes, you are picking twice yeah, here. This will be pick three and four for you as well, right? Yep. Uh, it'll be no, four five and, five. and six. Four, four and whatever. Four and five. Four and five? Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this, this finishes up your team here, Silva. Okay. Okay. Give me a Wendell Carter Jr. All righty. I like him still. He is yours. And then... Oh, God. I've got to think about... <laughs> Got to think about intangibles here. With some of the remaining options. Intangibles. Again, you're not building a team that's like going to win, right? A team tomorrow, just a team well, that's full of talent. Trying to think yeah. of a team uh, full of players that will not go to an insurrection. <laughs> um, a team that doesn't think the COVID vaccine turns you into a mind-eating zombie, right? <laughs> a mind-eating zombie on and off the court. Uh, just go ahead and give me Mo Bamba. Oh my gosh! Hey, <laughs> you, you can have him. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. <laughs> so this would be the final pick for me. Yeah. Hmm. I've got guys left like uh, like an Alexei Pokashevsky, a Marvin Bagley, Killian Hayes, Fultz, Hampton. Cole Anthony, Jay Sean Tate, who's like 30, <laughs> Christian Wood, who's dumb. Um, gosh, this is a tough pick. I think I got to stick to my guns, guys. I've got to stick to my guns. Oh. I am going Alexej Pokashevsky. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. 
Homer. He's still like one of the youngest guys on that entire list. Mm-hmm. Homer. I know. I got three Thunder guys on my team. <laughs> and I have zero. Yeah, zero. Whoa, easy. Compensating yeah. over here. I know. Um, yeah, this is tough at mm-hmm. this point. Um, you just have one. You have one pick left. Yeah, I got one left. So this is this is my last selection as well. Looking at Marvin Bagley potentially. That's what I was thinking. JRE, if you feel really high about JRE, mm-hmm. you've got basket cases like Jonathan Isaac and Kevin Porter Ke- Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. was the only other one I was going to mention, but yeah, like talent said, versus. Is he going to play? Not do something really stupid, or is he going to walk off the court in the middle of the game? Who knows? Nobody knows. He would have walked off the court for the Suns tonight. I guarantee you that. <laughs> oh, I think I'd probably go Bagley. It feels like the safe choice. Like, very good. Do I want to like build my team around him? Maybe not. Like, maybe Bagley feels like maybe the most star potential there. Can get yeah. You could mm-hmm. rehab him and and turn him into something great. I like it. All right, Silva, what was your five? Well, guys, I think I blew it. I think I'd be a bad GM because my team is not good. It is Cade Cunningham. Love that. Good start. Got right next to him starting at the other guard position. We got Jalen Suggs. Terrible rookie year. At the three, we got Sadiq Bey. Feeling pretty good about that. Already has rapport with old Cade. And here's where I really blew it. And you guys knew I blew it as soon as I took this this player. Wendell Carter Jr. I guess he's going to play the four. <laughs> he's good, man. I he's do good. like Wendell a lot. He's good. And then Mo Bamba. Mo. I got yeah. Got to think about marketing. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> got to sell tickets. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. My five. Um, I don't have positions for these dudes. But I have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, um, Lou Dort, Franz Wagner, Jeremy Grant, and Alexei Pokashevsky. I like my team. My team, shortest guy on my team is Dort. Yeah. Franz, Grant, and Poku are all like 6'8 or taller. <laughs> SGA 6'6. Six, six. Like I got a really, I've got a very like long boy gang. This is a very Sam Presti roster. No, oh, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> It is like there's a lot of length, I mean, a lot of versatility here. It's the Thunder plus Franz Wagner. It's basically, yeah, because Jimmy Grant did play for the Thunder. So, yes, no shit. It's a impressive roster. All right, Justin, tell us what is yours. Mine is Jalen Green, Josh Giddy, Shangoon, Trey Mann, and Marvin Bagley. You got a lot of shooting. Got and a lot no of defense. Shooting, no defense. Nice playmaking, I think. Some nice mm-hmm. pick and roll action. Um, Shangun and Bagley probably be fun paired alongside Gideon Green, and mm-hmm. then Trey Mann. And Dre for that man. Well, I was gonna say when you bite on when you bite on the pick and roll, they just kick it out to Trey Mann for a three. Yeah, Trey can run the pick and roll if you want him to. Yep. Jalen Green could be your spot up. It's uh, it's fascinating. It is fun. fascinating. All right, gentlemen. I think I fun. win, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Touche. Touche. <laughs> So the the point of this exercise was to see like which teams have the 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 highest end talent. So who did we take the most from? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, for Detroit players, I took one. 
I took one. I took two. So we have four Detroit players off the board. What about Orlando players? None. I took three. I took one. <laughs> so four, four Detroit players, Jay. four Orlando players, uh-huh. uh, Houston players. I have two. Zero. Zero. Yikes. Yee. Thunder players. I have three. So we took mm. five, but we are also a Homer podcast pod. and yeah. probably biased. <laughs> but I think that just okay. tells us. Yeah. So you look at those four teams. We took more Thunder players than anybody else. Yep. We took three Thunder players in the top four picks. Sorry, not four picks. Took two Thunder players in the top four picks. Is that right? Yeah, I took Giddy at, uh, at four. four. Yep. Yeah. So two of the top four are Thunder players. Which of these teams has the most assets moving forward? It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that should give us some hope for for the rebound. I think the Thunder are in a good spot, and they are just armed to the teeth. They they are in the best position, I think, of these four. Now we're talking about the four worst teams in the league. So, you know, take that as you will. But I think the Thunder are in a really good position to really climb out of that hole, which is exactly what you want, you know? It'd be cool to do this again, uh, like next season or after the draft, something like that. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Gentlemen, any other thoughts before we log off tonight? Uh, Let's all pour one out for the Phoenix Suns. Yikes. Did you see the quote from Monty Williams? No. They asked him why, uh, why DeAndre Ayton only played 17 minutes. And the quote on Twitter from Rohan Nadkarni says, Monty Williams says in the most stern voice I've ever heard him use, it's internal. Oh, wow. Yikes. You trade and pick uh, pick three <laughs> for DeAndre Ayton straight up? I knew that was coming. No? No. No. I'm no. not doing it. I don't, I don't want to pay Max. I don't want to pay a guy that Monty Williams thinks has internal problems right? a max contract this summer. Yikes. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> All right, Silva. Let's play that outro music. Folks, two days. By the time you're listening to this, probably one day to the NBA draft lottery. Hope you guys enjoy it. Keep your fingers crossed. Wear your lucky stuff on Tuesday, whatever that is, as long as it's clothes. Don't not go to work naked or anything. That'd be awkward. Uh, hopefully the birthday suit isn't the uh, the lucky clothes for you. Make sure to join us 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday night. One hour after the lottery is announced because we will be live here on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube breaking everything down for you. It's going to be a must listen. We'll also have a Twitter space Monday for you. So join us Monday evening on Twitter.com. Just at the underscore uncontested. Lots of content coming your way this week. Arguably the biggest day of the year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe second biggest if you consider the draft and some trades they can make. But this lottery is going to determine a lot for this team. We cannot wait for whatever happens so we can break it all down and enjoy it with you guys. Have a great beginning of your week. And until next time, and as always, Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.